Right now, he was too angry to worry over trolls. All Andrew had wanted to do was open one Christmas present from under the tree, and his mother wouldn't let him. By now, Jonathan had opened nearly all his presents. Jonathan had started begging weeks ago, and his parents always gave in. All Andrew had wanted was to open one present on Christmas Eve, just one. He knew he couldn't wait until morning to see what he'd get. Not only had his mother refused, but when he wouldn't quit asking, she had sent him from the supper table before he could finish his dessert, his favorite Christmas dessert of baked apple with cinnamon and honey on it. He then tried begging his father, "'Please, just one present? I can't wait to see what I'm getting.' But he got no further with his father. "'Gifts are for giving and receiving,' his father had said, "'not for grabbing and getting. "'Waiting until morning will be good for you.'" Christmas was ruined. He hated Christmas. He was glad to be running away. It felt good to leave. When his father and mother found out that he had run away, they would be sorry. Andrew and Lindsay were deep in the woods now. The trees were bigger than ever, the bushes and boulders blacker than ever. Andrew wondered how much farther they had to go to run away, really run away. He hoped not too much farther. He looked down at Lindsay, her hand holding tightly to his. Do you think we ought to rest, Lindsay? Let's find a log to sit on and take a rest. He wished he had thought to bring some food, a few cookies or nuts or an apple. His mother always remembered to bring food when they tramped through the woods. He saw a log just the right size for sitting, and they sat down on it. As they sank into the soft, cushioning moss of the log, Andrew thought it was the softest log he had ever sat on, and began to feel safe and protected by the softness. Just then there was a long, low rumble like far-off thunder, except the sound was under them. In a few moments the thunder beneath him became a stuttering, gravelly voice. Who's sitting on my b -b 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 belly Andrew had never been so frightened. He was sitting on a troll. He ran for his life. He forgot all about Lindsay and ran straight off the trail into the darkness. He tripped on a root, hit his head on a tree, and fell crumpled into a clump of ferns. He wanted to cry, but was afraid to make any noise. He hoped the ferns would hide him from the troll. Suddenly he remembered Lindsay, left behind on the huge, mossy belly of the troll. What was happening to her? Now he was twice scared, scared for Lindsay as well as himself. Would the troll by now have put Lindsay in a cage, cut off all her hair, and put a ring in her nose? That's what Jonathan said trolls did to lost children. Kept them as pets, the way we have dogs and cats. But Andrew was too scared to go back. After what seemed like a long, long time, Andrew heard her voice, faint and sweet, calling him through the darkness. Drew, Drew, it's okay. The troll is ugly, but nice. Slowly and gradually the scaring left him. He crawled out of the ferns and followed her voice. This time he didn't trip over any roots or bang into any trees. Soon he was back on the trail and saw Lindsay sitting on the troll's belly, except now the troll was not a stretched-out log, but a stump, a thick, round stump of a troll 
bouncing Lindsay on his big, jello-soft belly and laughing in a gentle, gravelly chuckle. Before he knew it, he was there, too, laughing and bouncing with Lindsay on the belly of the troll. He was ugly, all right, that troll, but not in the way Jonathan had said. All the parts of his face were in the right places. It's just that they were all the wrong size and seemed to have been put on just a little crooked. His nose came slantwise down his face, starting its descent at the edge of his left eye and ending with a flourishing swoop at the right corner of his mouth and with nose hairs sticking out of his nostrils. But really what you saw when you looked at him was hair, for his head was thick with hair, spiky, carrot-colored hair. Andrew's favorite new word these days was ridiculous. He wasn't quite sure what it meant, but he loved saying it, loved the sound of it, and said it a lot, ridiculous, ridiculous. All at once he knew exactly what it meant. It meant this troll, unexpected and funny. It meant something that took you from being scared to having fun in about two seconds. And so Andrew shouted to the troll, This is ridiculous. You're ridiculous. The troll looked puzzled and then worried. Lindsay, who had heard Andrew say the word a lot but never knew what it meant until then, said, It's okay, Mr. Troll. It means you're ugly but nice. The troll tried out the new word in his growling, stuttery rumble of a voice. Ridiculous and soon they were all saying it together. They bounced some more on the belly of the troll, laughed and bounced, chanting, Ridiculous! Ridiculous! When the troll laughed, his face got all crinkly like a wadded-up newspaper, the grin on his crooked old face disappearing into his chin. Suddenly, Andrew stopped bouncing, and then jumped down from the troll's belly. Lindsay kept on bouncing. Andrew had just remembered that he was supposed to be angry and that he was running away from home and that Christmas was ruined because his mother hadn't let him open even one gift early. But what was this new feeling? He felt like he had hoped to feel on Christmas Eve by opening that gift under the tree, surprised and wonderful. He had just met his first troll, and he was feeling fantastic. He wasn't scared, and he was having fun, and Lindsay was safe. Just then, Andrew realized that the troll was a gift. Andrew hadn't expected a gift. He hadn't deserved it, yet he'd gotten it all the same, and it felt great. His father's words echoed in his ears, Gifts are for giving and receiving, not for grabbing and getting. And now he wanted to go home as fast as he could and he wanted to show the troll to Jonathan. He wanted to show everybody a gift, a real gift, a gift you can't wrap with paper and ribbons and put under a tree. He wanted to show Jonathan that he was all wrong about trolls and all wrong about gifts. He pulled Lindsay off the troll. Lindsay, we've got to get home fast. And Mr. Troll, you've got to come with us. They each grabbed a stubby troll finger, Andrew on his left and Lindsay on his right, and tugged. Come on, Mr. Troll, come home with us for Christmas. Andrew begged, but the troll wouldn't budge. Please, Mr. Troll, 
I've just found out all about Christmas and gifts, and Jonathan won't believe me if he doesn't see you. He'll think I made it all up. Still the troll wouldn't budge. Oh, please, Mr. Troll, please, if you only understood how important this is. My father says Christmas is our time to remember that God gives us gifts. That's what he does, gives gifts. Gifts everywhere, gifts here, gifts there, gifts from above, gifts from below, gifts seen, gifts unseen, and lots and lots and lots of gifts that don't look like gifts, but turn out to be the best gifts of all. But Jonathan thinks that if it's not wrapped up in a package and tied with a ribbon, it's not a gift. Jonathan needs to know about troll gifts. If he could see you and bounce on your belly and not be scared, he might learn about God's gifts. Oh, yes, Mr. Troll, please. Now is Lindsay begging him. Usually Lindsay just imitated Andrew. But this time she said, If you come home with us, I'll get my mother to sing you songs of Jesus. She says that Jesus is God's very best gift. If you heard her sing, you'd know it. She sings like an angel. She'll sing songs about you, too. And then Jonathan will know that you are a gift, because the best gifts are to sing about and celebrate. For all their tugging and pleading, the troll wouldn't come with them. Trolls are shy and quiet. They don't mind being ridiculous, and they love being discovered as gifts. But they don't like being treated as someone's toy to be set aside when not being used. So Andrew and Lindsay finally gave up pulling on the troll to come home with them. They both said, Goodbye, Christmas troll. Then they left for home. When they walked through the front door, their parents were still in the kitchen cleaning up after supper. They hadn't even noticed that Andrew and Lindsay had been gone.